Keeping you up to date with the latest SEO and web development news. With a little flavour added in. Detroit style. The Trademark Productions weekly podcast radio show. Coming live from Detroit. Well, um, actually, Royal Oak. No one really lives in Detroit anymore. (laughs) But, um... Cool. Couple cool different things to uh, discuss. We're going to talk about Blacko. Yep, Blacko Penguin uh, Four with Penguin Two Point updates. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing to talk about as well because there's a lot of misconceptions about what really happens in those. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about like quality of search and algorithm updates and where does it really affect SEO or not? Exactly. Did you see that Matt Cuts video yesterday? I did. Yeah, let's talk about that too. About them. Um, Confirming that they targeted the uh, link network. GLA. No, the um, the misconceptions yeah. within SEO. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good video. Yeah, let's hit some. Of those. So let's talk about Blecko, bro. Um, so Blecko, as everyone, what is Blecko, anyways? Blecko is kind for of for our al- listeners that don't know. Um, is an alternative search engine. Um, for a while they were saying they were the second most uh, popular search engine on the web, but I don't know if that's actually one hundred percent accurate or not. No, but um, <laughs> I I like Blecko. I don't say no, but it's very SEO friendly. It's good for yes for SEOs. Um. It offers what they what they call like true ranking, um, you know, no local factors, no social media factors, just straight SEO. Um, doesn't give you you know no personal information is used in your search results or anything like that. It's just straight, you know, organic, one hundred percent true search results. Um, and they have they released an update at the end of last week um, to their site, complete redesign. And when you search for something, say, web development or, you know, Detroit Tigers or anything, um, what it does is it gives you several different categories of search results. So you have the top search results, which are, you know, the standard true organic results. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll give you pages just on those topics alone. So, you know, like blogs that are just solely about whatever topic you search for. It'll give you top news. And sometimes it'll give you extra topics based on what it thinks you might be interested in what you might be interested in. Um, so it's, it's kind of a cool way of breaking down search. I don't know um, how useful it's going to be long-term, but it was kind of fun to play with last week. And um, in our blog post, I'll make sure to show a couple of screenshots of um, how some it of works. Some of the features. Yeah, some cool. of the features and how it works and a little bit more of a tutorial. Um, I liked it. I like it a lot. It's just a matter of... Using I, it on yeah, a regular basis? Like, yeah. It's, am I going to switch from you know Google to Blecko? Probably not. Probably not. But um, I think it's useful, and especially for people like us who want to see what, you know, how our clients are ranking in true ra- true search results. It's a right. good indicator of how things are going. But again, you should never try to rank high necessarily for Blecko. You want you want your search you want your website to be um, easily found on Bing, Yahoo, and Google and Google. Those are the, you know... Not Google Plus. Not Google Plus. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, but you know what I'm saying. Um, it's like you're all tongue-tied. Early, yeah, I'm, right? I'm struggling today, man. I'm, I'm a little tired. Yeah. I don't know. I went for a long run yesterday. Like five miles. So I'm a little tired. Yeah? Yeah. My goal is to get up to seven by the end of the month. Hmm. So, but regardless, um, I, think it's, I think it's interesting and it's cool. It's just a matter of how many people are actually going to use it and if people can get into the habit of using it. Because that's like like any new service. It's all about trying to get back into the habit of using something new. 
Well, and taking that data for what you're finding, and then now what are you going to do to apply it to your website yeah. or to your search strategy? And if it truly matters to your search strategy, you have to also determine that. Sure, sure. I mean, good content that people like. I mean, it's the same shit we've been saying forever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's actually a good segue into what uh, Matt Cuss was talking about yesterday in his video. He, um, he recorded a video answering two questions from um, you know u- Google users, and... He and one of them was about the misconceptions that people have about Google updates, and he was talking about how a algorithm update versus a data refresh are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. An algorithm update is an actual change, actual change to the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, actual physical change to what Google does. A refresh is kind of just updating the information within the existing algorithm, not changing it, not altering it really in any way, just making sure everything's current. And that sometimes people overreact to data refreshes and underreact to updates because they don't know the difference between the two. So it's important that you know when there is an update, physical changes have been made to how Google does what it does versus a refresh, which is just keeping itself current. Which is important. Yes. I mean, both are, both are crucial, but one is more urgent and more intense than the other. And it's important for... I guess marketers and CMOs and exactly. staff to understand the differences. He also talked about um, what what's important to have on your site and how people are still too focused on the quote unquote SEO mm-hmm. of their website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make, they want they're thinking about search engines first, which is always a mistake. Um, you want to think about users first because if you create a good user experience and you offer them good content, you offer them good information, you offer them a site that's pleasant to look at. People are going to come. And, you know, obviously you have to have the SEO, um, uh, what's the word, element to bring people into your site initially, but you also have to think about the user's experience. Well, and it's also it's important to understand and realize, too, that those are aspects that contribute to the algorithm. Exactly. That usability, that click-through, where it's being found in different places. Site load time. The amount of traffic that's getting site load time. Yeah. I mean, all of that goes back into the algorithm, but it's by forcing or telling people to focus on um, on their website, on their user's experience, then by, you know, organ- they will organically improve just by doing what they're already doing. As long as they keep focusing on the user and providing good content, right. content that is engaging and interactive and social friendly, all of those tie into the algorithm, which will show up higher in search results. Um and I think that's something that needs to be reiterated over and over and over again because for so long the SEO community was, you know, we need to think about how to get to the top of the search engines instead of how can we get our name out there. Top of get- search engine just doesn't mean you're going to have all of conversion and everything else. Exactly. It Everything, you know, SEO is no longer just keywords and metadata and things like that. It's social. It's content. It's everything. So – on May 15th, there was a big update, yes. and I mean, we all know about that, but specifically, even more so, as uh, Matt Cuts came out yesterday, you know, they were targeting link, link networks, buying mm-hmm. and selling link uh, networks at essentially past page rank, and he did come out and confirm it yesterday, too, text link advertise, or text link ads, which was founded by Patrick Gavin, and if you're listening, Patrick, hello, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he sold it years ago, um, but, uh, you know, that's that was a network that... You know, I was in competition with with mm-hmm. Excel for quite a few years, but um, they're 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 nailed. They're done. That's it. 
You know, and that's got a big media them, company. Uh, originally, it was, uh, I think Patrick had sold it to MediaWiz, and then I think they had sold to some other large other media group and gotcha. purchased them as well, I think, like two years ago. So um, that's that's done. That's, I mean, that's huge. It's, it's just another, that's another thing Matt Cutts was, was talking about was um, people are too focused on link building the in the old school term. You know, the old school way of, you know, going out and getting links versus creating stuff people will link to. And it's it's no longer about collecting links. It's about providing links. And uh, as long as you provide all of those things, people ideally will share, post, you know, plus one, blog about, etc. And your site will be in pretty decent shape. So let's talk about Facebook's news. Well, one of the things is... Yelp has really come out in a large way, and it seems like there was talks behind the scenes. It's been speculated. This kind of confirms there's been talks about integration of Yelp with Facebook and their social graph search. It would be interesting. Now Yelp CEO has come out and said, yeah, we do. We do want to partner with Facebook. We do want to have that integration. And uh, kind of calling them out in a public eye, forcing them to get that reinforcement. So it sounds like there was a hell of a great deal that was going to be coming about that didn't happen. But uh, we'll see. That would, would be huge just because Facebook really does lack in local search. And the fact that graph search isn't out to everybody yet. I mean, I don't know if you have access, yeah. access to it. I don't still. And it's really? been Yeah. It's been three months. And, um, I mean, I know a couple of people in my house I've asked because they're techies. Um, they don't have it either. And for Facebook to really succeed in the mobile sphere, in the mobile environment, they need to be active in a place like Yelp and have that partnership. Because that would bring Facebook pages, the importance of those, would mm-hmm. rank even higher. You know, you would you'd have, really have to make sure you're optimized. Because um, I, I can't tell you how many local businesses I see where they don't have their hours, they don't have, you know, their actual physical address on there sometimes, or their website. I just and, tried calling a company an hour ago, and they had the phone number on the top of their site, but it wasn't clickable for my mobile phone. Yeah. That's, that's huge. It, which is... And then sometimes you see the opposite, where it is clickable from the desktop. <laughs> Yeah. And then that's always a little bit frustrating. Yeah, in a um, way. Speaking of Facebook, uh, I don't, Facebook's changed a lot of things, um, and I think it's turning teens off of the network. Really? Um, why? Well, they've, they've pushed promoted posts big time. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but about every fourth or fifth post in your newsfeed is a promoted or sponsored post. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times things are coming in from people that you're not even friends with. You know, so-and-so liked whatever page and you don't even know who that person is. It's just they happen to be a friend of one of your friends. I'm mm. well, like a large part of uh, a lot of Facebook users is I don't even – it's just noise. I don't even see it. Yeah, I'm, I feel the same way. Um, but with the rise of Tumblr and Instagram, mm-hmm. um, Facebook is losing the teens because Facebook doesn't offer what those networks do, which is real-time data. Or not data, but a real-time stream and easier um, easier ways to interact with your fans and your or your friends and, you know, your followers. On Tumblr, it's very easy. You look in your stream and you can scroll down and see all your updates in real time. That doesn't exist in Facebook. People can post on their Tumblr, I'm doing this right now, and all of their friends will see it right then. I can, you know, post on Facebook, hey, I'm having a great lunch at wherever, and that might not show up in the news feed for one-third of my friends. Um and, you know, that's, I understand that not everybody wants to see things like that. But for teens, 
the way they use social networking is much differently than the way you know people my age and your age use social networking. They are constantly updating all the time about what they're doing all the time everywhere. Right. And for them, Facebook isn't a network that works for that. Plus, Facebook is now kind of seen as the old people's network because you know people in their late twenties and thirties have been using Facebook now since nine years. Wow. You know, Facebook's been around for almost ten years, and um. So it means that people – it's not cool anymore. And you can't customize Facebook. Like do you remember back in the day MySpace? How many people do you know that learned HTML because of MySpace? Sure. Um, none of those options are available with Facebook. The only thing you can customize is your profile picture and your cover photo. Everything else looks the same, which I understand. You know, It's easier for Facebook, and it provides a uniform look for everything. But um, teens want to customize everything, and Tumblr allows for that. You can – you can mess with your own theme. You can download several others. You can add one yourself. You know, you can even buy them if you'd like to. It just offers, I think, a lot more options. And for Facebook to succeed long term, needs to start getting people between the ages of 13 and 18 because they're not. Well, I think that's where Yahoo, mm-hmm. Marissa made a, a great choice and to capture that and revitalize it. I don't know about as far as Flickr. Flickr is terrible right now. Still, I um I love the online like the desktop update. The page looks great and it functions really well. But they pushed a iOS update last week, and now I can't log into my account on my phone, and oh. it kills me because I don't use Instagram. I use Flickr for my primary photo sharing, and um I can't ac- I if I want to upload anything, I have to do it from my desktop, which means I have to email myself the photo, and then you know, it's just a hassle. I'd much rather be able to do it from my phone, and I log in through my Google account, and I can't, I can't access it. Log in just fine on the on desktop, but I can't access it on my phone. Goofy. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing too with Google Glass, uh, I would love to talk to some other users that are utilizing Google Glass, mm-hmm. but I think it's a great PR marketing campaign. Obviously, you knew some things were going to happen with Google Glass, but they came out yesterday and stated that they will are going to block all porn. Really? Yeah. Because the first adult app was released today. Oh, wasn't it. it released yesterday? Or was it yesterday? I saw the article. The article was published on Mashable today. Wow. Um, but the first adult. What was it called? It was something in titties. <sighs> it, was, it was a funny name. Yeah. It, I can't remember what it's called. Glass and titties. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, tits and glass. That's what tits it was. And tits and glass. Okay. Um, but they did announce that they're going to block all porn. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Oh, but, yeah. You know. Totally. I mean, how would you be publishing that stuff? But <laughs> define porn. Yeah. Ask 10 people and have them define it. You're going to get 10 different answers. I mean, it's going to be explicit. It's going to be hard, but, you know, to the variations of what you really defined as um, not good or as this is shouldn't be viewed by the public or my children. um, That's really what it comes down to. I really don't know if Glass will pick up the way Google initially wanted it to because it seems like they've kind of toned down Glass the last six months. Like, it didn't have any... You know, at the uh, the Google I.O., Glass wasn't important. They barely talked about it, with the exception of Robert Scoble getting up there, um, asking a few Glass-related questions to um, Larry Page. But other than that, there wasn't really any mention of it at all. And I'm curious as if it, like, the pet project didn't succeed as much initially as they wanted, so they're just kind of now offering it on the side as an extra thing. Yeah, because it's, well, it's it's so expensive. <clears throat> I've had some people that have actually um, used it for searching, like for locations, mm-hmm. so integration with maps, and trying to navigate those types of things. And um, 
I guess, you know, the consensus was from I'm here and I want to go to a restaurant. So, you yeah. know, glass or, you know, uh, search for an Italian restaurant, giving you the options and then mapping that out over to going there. Um, the difficulty and the lag time uh, uh, yeah. of what it needed to do and how it was processing that. It was like I would just rather use my cell phone really quickly. And Well, and I feel like it's just for a device that small, it would it would be hard to get information quickly because there's not a whole lot of memory. There's not a whole lot of computing power, really. Um, so, I mean, I, again, I don't know how, how far glass will go. I think that's the future of technology eventually, Mm -hmm. but it's all based on your connection too. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're in a heavily, you know, like if you're at opening day down at Comeric Park, you're not going to get anything. No, (laughs) you're not going to get shit. Yeah. Even if you were to have a, well, you won't be on Wi-Fi. Only certain people would be allowed to be on Wi-Fi, Mm -hmm. press and media. And um, you're not going to have the overload of the circuits down there. You're not going to be able to get pictures out. Yep. Unless you're way out in, you know, upper deck or something. Yeah. Even then, it's hard for... Is uh, it? Yeah. Just because ever you've got, what, you know, 55,000 people trying to answer or try to access the same five cell towers. Yeah, that's not cool. No. Not cool. What other stuff do we have? I mean, that's that's pretty much the biggest news of the last week. Um <laughs> Thank you for listening to Trademark Productions' weekly podcast radio show. Remember to submit your questions online at tmprod.com and subscribe to our newsletter and on iTunes. No copying of this can be reproduced without permission. Terms apply. Copyright TM Productions 2011. All rights reserved.